Welcome to From the Outside Looking In with your hosts Patrick Bannis and Andy Leoskos. Come on in. All right, all right, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back once again to the show about competitive men's cricket. That's right. We discuss cricket. We discuss cricket players. Uh, we discuss the, uh, the the power that India has on the cricket field. Uh, we, we really talk about our favorite uh, cricket players like uh, Frederick Flintlock, um and no, nah, I'm just joking. Whatever. Welcome to from the outside. I couldn't go any further on cricket. You got to talk about the century, bud. The century. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. The batters and the bowlers, and that's all I know about cricket. It's like baseball, but a lot lamer. Uh, but no. Uh, welcome to from the outside looking in. Uh, you know the deal. We say it all the time. We like comic books. We've been here before, people. You know, if this is your first visit and you're like, how did I? How did you get here? First of all, stop by the Facebook page. Tell us how you found us. Uh, but yeah, we talk about comic books and movies and and sometimes sports and and fights and hockey. And man, we'll talk about the Blackhawks. I got a lot of things to say about the Blackhawks later. And well, uh, oh, what's going on there, bud? Mark Andre Fleury. But what? Yeah, I, I, I'm digressing for the time being. And uh, Pat, you hit record this time, yeah? Oh, 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 that's like a sucker punch. Right there, that's a boom, 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 because this is our second time recording this episode. It was tried it two weeks ago, but here we are again. Anyway, from the outside looking in, I am Andy Liascos. With me, as always, the Charles Xavier to my Charles Barkley, Mr. <laughs> oh, Patrick Venus, man. What's up? What is up, Pat? How's it going, bud? Uh Ah, oh, so so good. So we're in the dog days of summer. Yeah, we are, and it's dog ass hot. It is sweaty AF. And it's hot too. Oof. I don't know what's going on your way, but I know it's hot. It's 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 muggy out here. Man, I just said it was hot. Yeah, no, and I was saying and it's hot too. It's a classic <laughs> it's a classic Pootie Tang riff right there from the from the movie Pootie Tang. Uh, it's fantastic. Yeah, no, it's not that bad here. I I heard it's uh, hot. Oh, you you were saying it's humid uh, here in the Philly area. It's actually nice and pretty cool. It was hot earlier this week. Uh, it was hot in uh, the shy. I was in Chicago last week. Oh, I bet visiting the family. It was hot AF there. Um, but yeah, Pat, what's going on, bud? How you doing? You just got done golfing. Uh, got done golfing and and doing the cookout and drinking Mexico's fourth best beer, Tecate. And, yeah, let's go. Um, you know, uh, trying still trying really hard to break my lob wedge. I just I can't. I'm getting it to make some weird sounds, but I still can't snap it in half. But okay. uh, right. I keep trying. Yeah, let's um, go. Couple of pars, couple of blow ups. You know, people were afraid for a minute. You know. There's a lot of, I have a lot of, apparently there's a lot of pent up rage deep down inside of my black soul. Do you take, do you take the uh, happy Gilmore approach to, uh, to golfing? What's, I I don't even know what to treat it like hockey. Yeah. 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 No, you should, you should, you should. I don't know. I don't, I think that would be, I think I, I would try to cross check someone. 
Um, I don't think that's a good idea. I like Randy Quaid's approach where you, you know, you put a little, uh, put a little bit of physical contact into the game. It's good. You know what I mean? A little checking, things like that. It's a, uh, all of my, all of my hot, since I don't, I don't play golf, right? All of my hockey references are basically, uh, uh, in order Caddyshack, right? Then Happy Gilmore. And then the lesser known and lesser appreciated, in my opinion, Caddyshack 2, uh, featuring the recently passed Jackie Green as as the uh, the the golfer there, um, and not oh, Rodney yeah. Dangerfield. Yep, uh, and also Rip Jackie Green, uh, comedy legend. Uh, Who's like he was like ninety three or something. Oh, he was old. yeah, he was something. Old. I, I, yeah, yeah good was, for him. Yeah, but yeah, no, for sure, he was he was definitely old. Uh, I always loved him from. Uh, his brief cameo, not only the Caddyshack 2 movie, which, is, again, is underrated, uh, but his brief cameo in Mel Brooks's History of the World Part 2 during the Spanish Inquisition scene. Some great, great comedy back there. Yeah, it's uh, it's absolutely amazing. I was sitting flicking chickens when I'm picking through the flicking when these goys come in and bust down my walls. <laughs> I didn't even know them, and they grabbed me by the scrotum, and they started playing ping pong with my balls. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I digress. I digress. You can't do that humor nowadays, apparently. No, maybe. no, no, you can't. I sure can't. you can. Sure you can. Yeah, it's. It, I don't know. We can. We could talk about that later, I guess. But we should yeah. do. We should do an episode where, like, what has woke culture cost us, right? Like, because I understand the the um, Mickey Rooney playing a Japanese neighbor. Right in uh in um right, uh well that was breakfast at Tiffany's right with uh, Audrey Hepburn yeah probably yeah uh yeah so um you know and so I understand that right but there's some satirical stuff in the seventies where like Peter Sellers played Sid- Detective Sidney Wang right uh in uh in Murder by Death Neil Simon's Murder by Death which is uh fantastic. Um, and, and that's, that's the, there's sort of a satirical aspect there because the, uh, he's playing a Charlie Chan type character who Charlie Chan again was, uh, played by, uh, a white actor. I forget right. who it was. Right. But yeah. anyways, that, that, that should be an interesting, uh, uh, episode, right? Like, yeah, yeah. You know, we can talk about how people aren't smart enough to understand what satire is and yeah, how right, they get right. offended by it. Um, while the rest of us recognize what satire is and, um, and we love it, but yeah, right. yeah, sure. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, racism, misogyny, bad, satire makes fun of those things, right? Yes. You know what I mean? And that's like, you have to understand that that something that is satirical is making fun of that. And uh, yeah, that, that'd be a great con- you know, topic of con- conversation, right? Like, like, Othello is somebody in blackface, and it is racist, right? Robert Downey Jr. in Tropic Thunder, right? That's satirical. Yeah. That's satirical. You know what I mean? He's talking about how this white actor is taking the only good black role. It's right. It's 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 yeah. So we'll we'll save that for a controversial show at a later yeah. date. But yes, we'll just have a we'll just have an, an an episode of controversy. Yes, yes, yes. That that's. That's what we will do, uh, and but anyway, maybe we'll invite Sweet Lou over for that one. Ooh, yeah, you know, like why not have Sweet Lou as a, a as an in house guest? Yeah, he can mediate. Yeah, right, right, exactly. He's a he's a good level headed uh, uh, barometer in in that Fair. kind of yeah yeah. You know, so 
All right, Sweet Lou, the challenge, the gauntlet has been laid. We'll figure it out. Maybe we'll have, maybe the next time you're in town, we'll have Sweet Lou and Vaz in the studio. It'll just be four bras. Stop. Just, just brawing out, bro. Stop. Yeah. I don't know if we can even make this too much. Too much. Uh, I, I don't even know if we can make this even happen. These are pipe dreams. I think we can. I think we can. All right. it's, it's a new world. It's a we'll new world. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, Quick corrections from last show. Uh, I know we, always, we, we always got to do those. Yep. When we're wrong, we say we're wrong. Hey, it's mainly me. But, we we, uh, we talked about We talked about Moon Knight, and oh. they had finally cast um, Oscar Isaac as Moon Knight, and we thought that that we, I... Thought that that was like a phase five uh, project, but I looked, and that is actually a phase four TV project. Um, I, everything I is pretty it. much. I said it was four. <laughs> the the only the only real uh, surprise to me right now um, is <clears throat> you know your phase four movies: Black Widow, Shang Chi, The Eternals, Spider Man, Doctor Strange, Thor, Black Panther, The Marvels. Yeah. Ant-Man and Wasp, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. The Fantastic Four. Yeah. So within the next two years or so, we're going to get a Fantastic Four full-length movie. Um, you know, will they break the curse of the Fantastic Four? Um, and then the Moon Knight and I think the She-Hulk live action. Is that live action? I believe it is. Yes, I believe it um, is. Those are two of the things for Phase 4 that are still kind of floating out there. Um, and then as far as phase five, I think it's really just, it's, uh, Blade, um, with Mashahara Ali, yep. um, taking over as Blade, um, an untitled Deadpool project, uh, an untitled Captain America project, which will probably, you know, like a Falcon America yeah. Yeah, yeah. project and an untitled mutant movie of some sort, which will be, you know, pretty interesting to hear, uh, you know, the rumors and stuff as we, as we get closer, um, of who's going to be in it, what's going to be like, what they're going to cover, um, so we'll see what, how that we'll see how that shakes out. But but yes, when we're wrong, we say we're wrong, and I was wrong. What are you gonna do? Womp 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 womp. That is absolutely right. But uh, excited for the Moon Knight show. I've really been enjoying the Marvel shows. I have not watched Black Widow yet. Uh, I haven't either. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's like twenty bucks now. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, eh. Well, meh. so here's the here's the funny thing that just broke today. Um, uh, uh, Scarlett Johansson suing Disney, suing Disney, Disney about the way that they've released Black Widow. So here's the thing. When when Black Widow opened in theaters, it did like 75 million. Not bad. Yeah. To, to risk big bit of business. But then like the next week, it did like 20 million. So they're. It's the bottom is completely dropped out. I don't think that everybody's ready to go back to movies, theaters yet. And I also don't think that there are a lot of they're They're not releasing. They're not theaters and the movie industry are not treating our current situation like it's time for blockbusters. Like they're not releasing everything right to the theaters right now. Um, there's still there's still a James Bond movie that's like two years old that is still not out in theaters. So I yeah, think that has something right. to do with it. But they also, you know, they they also they released it to Disney Plus for twenty bucks, which is like unless I can like download that crap or something. Yeah, I'm not gonna give you twenty dollars to see that. Like I can go to a movie theater and give and pay ten. And like and and their idea is okay, you would go to a movie theater and pay ten, right? But like if you and Eve went, it'd be twenty bucks. You could have seven bras over. 
right? Watching uh, Black Widow, right, and, I, right. and, and, and I get that, right? But it's still it's it's a it's obnoxious. It's an obnoxious price, especially for you know someone like me who my wife is not going to watch Black Widow with me, right? Like she's right. just not. My kids are too young for it. Yep. And like so, you know, is what it is. I'm not going to watch it till October when it's free, and I'm gonna be okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like it's that. That's just it. I'll, I'll be fine. You know, like. I'm going to see it in the theater. I'm going to, it's going to happen. Um, I've just got a lot going on, you know, this week, last week, I've got a lot going on, but I am going to get out there, go to the theater and check it out. And we'll talk about it. We'll, you know, we'll, we'll get it done and we'll have a show where we talk about it at some point. We'll review it. But yeah, so she's suing them. I I don't have all the deets because I just, I just literally heard about this on the way into, you know, coming into the studio here to record. So I have heard very little about it. What it's about, what you know, yeah, what exactly I, I, I it haven't, is. I haven't heard anything. I, I've heard that the the numbers though were like abysmal. Like yeah. the, it is, they they have not been good. And I love me some ScarJo, Scarlett Johansson. I love her. I've loved her since Ghost World. Look it up. It's awesome. Um, and but yeah, uh, you know, like I enjoy her as an actress as well. You know, what I mean, there's not a lot of Scarlett Johansson stuff that I don't like. Maybe that Ghost in the Shell remake they did, like, that wasn't all that good. Uh, but, you know, lost yeah. of, you know, like that Bill Murray movie is fantastic. Yes, 100%. Yeah, so, I mean, we'll see what happens, what comes out of that. But I, I think that I think that this is, um, <clears throat> movies are not, movies are not ready for theaters yet. Theater, you know, Americans are not ready just, to embrace it, theaters. Just, just do it like HBO Max does. You know what I mean? Like H, you you pay a subscription fee, and they're just dropping it in there. Like it's in theaters and it's on HBO Max. Right. If you got HBO Max, well, you're good. I think the issue there is that, but I they think, only do it for a limited time, like they did with Wonder Woman 1984. Like it was it was on HBO Max for like two weeks or something. You can watch it there. It's okay. back on there now, but it was on there for a limited time. I think that they're you know they're so used to the the massive dollar figures for ticket sales for these movies being like, you know, blockbuster films that I think that there's, that there was this expectation that, and, and you know, they were never going to, it's not going to be like a billion dollar grossing film, but you know, there's no reason it couldn't make three or 400 million, you know, something like that, maybe more once you, once you go international and stuff, but it just hasn't been really that, you know, that popular, and like I said, I, I think that that's a pandemic-related thing. Like, that's a knock-on effect of the pandemic. Um, it's summer. People have been cooped up inside for, you know, like a year, year and a half. Now it's like summer. People don't want to be – people don't necessarily want to go back inside. And so yeah. I think that that's – I think that, you know, I, I think that they misread the room, but yeah. there's nothing they could really do because this is like the James Bond movie. They're just sitting on it. And it's like, yep. we kind of want to see it because we kind of need to see some of, you know, the Easter egg content that's going to get us into other content. Right. So right. we'll see what we'll see what happens. I, I'm, I'm anxious to hear what comes out of the lawsuit. There's no way that this is going to be a, a real lawsuit that I think anybody's going to take too seriously. Right. Um, Disney owns the rights to that. They own Marvel. They can do whatever they want. Um, it doesn't hurt her like. It's not materially hurting her unless no, no. she's getting a cut. And, you know, I don't know how many actors are getting like 
you know, a cut of the gate anymore. You know what I mean? Right. And maybe she is, but you know, like, but in either case, I heard the movie was good. So, okay. Well, that's good. Yeah. So like, you know, hopefully it's entertaining. And, and while we're on, uh, on the subject of, of movies and, and things like that and, and online streaming, um, I'm just going to throw it out there as a quick, you got to try this. Um, while I was at home in, uh, Chicago, uh, my cousin, uh, Really, my cousin's son, if we were to be like full on Greek, that would make him my nephew. But let's just go with my cousin. Uh, my cousin, Zach, has made a movie. It is called He Who Lives in Hidden Lakes. Uh, it is it's really good. Uh, he is also alma mater of my alma mater, uh, Columbia College in Chicago. Uh, he went to film school there. Uh, so, yeah, it's on Vimeo. I think it's like 99 cents to stream. Right. Like that's that's the way he went with the release. Uh, and it's really good. It's called He Who Lives in Hidden Lakes. I won't uh, ruin too much for you. It's a good watch. It's sort of like a horror movie mockumentary type thing. Um, oh. So, but yeah, it's 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 witty. It's funny. Uh, it's it's really good. So right yeah, definitely worth watching. He Who Lives in Hidden Lakes. Cool. I like it. So. I got to go sideways for a minute because this has been this has been this has been gnawing at me for like a week or two. Okay, let's go. It's not often in in the world and in, you know, in your life that you can see or meet your doppelganger. Okay. Right? Your your bizarro, mm -hmm. you know, person. Bizarro Jerry. Right? But um as of like two weeks ago, I found Bizarro Andy. Oh, really? I I I didn't believe it at first, but um, it's really just your it's it's podcasting Bizarro Andy. All right, okay, fair so enough. So there is, um, so his, I mean, like when you hear it, it's like you. It's like some of your like witticisms, <laughs> um, some of your verbiage. It's just a slightly different like octave. All right. Like all right. it's just a little bit different, but it is so you. It, and when it, I hear when I hear these podcasts, I'm like, Andy, <laughs> <laughs> what's the show? So, um, there's, there's a couple of them. They do a, he does a, he's, he's, he's involved in a bunch of different podcasts, but the one that I listen to in particular is called pretty scary. Oh, is it and, one of the dudes from last show, last podcast on the left? Is it one of those dudes? I don't know. I, I don't know who, I don't know who that is. Okay. I don't, right. I don't know what that po that podcast is. He's done, apparently does a bunch of other stuff. The guy's name is Adam Todd Brown. Okay. He is, um, he he is or he is or was uh, an editor at Crack Magazine. I like that. And he's been in a he's apparently in, in a bunch of different like. Um, so he's like a comic. He's in a bunch of different podcasts. There's one that's called like Unpopular Opinion. I think it's a comedy podcast. Um, there's this pretty scary podcast, which is about different. Um, you know, different scary, you know, horror, horror movie type stuff. A, yeah. Yeah. Type stuff like that. There, there was another one they were, they were reviewing like documentary, they review documentaries and stuff. But when you hear this dude's voice and you have to check this out, 
when you hear it, you may not, you may not get it, right? Like you may not hear it. Right. Right. But Eve started listening to this podcast and she's like, you have got to hear this. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, all right, whatever. Sure. And I listen. I'm like, what the, that's like, that's Andy. So, um, uh, now check I out. To, now I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna really have to ask, uh, Lucifer to verify this, right. To also yeah. chime in. So we're going to need him to like chime in on this as well. Yeah. I yeah. think, I think it would be great. And then, if you... and then somebody's going to tell me, and then I'm going to listen to it. And then I'm going to be overly conscious about everything I say. And then the next time we record, I'm going to be like, hello, governor. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even like, I don't know if it's like, I don't know if you should listen to it necessarily as much as like other people. Who other people should listen to it. Then yeah. tell me about it. Yes, right. Yes. Right. Like ever, like Lou, uh, Cassie, Vaz, some people yes. like that should like listen to it and just be like, yeah, this guy sounds like you. Yeah, bro. That bro sounds like bra. Yeah. yeah. Bra. So, um, you know, maybe if we don't violate poppy, copyright of some sort, we can overlay that into the show somewhere. Just some, you know, maybe one day I'll just like take a, an audio track of his. Right. And I'll just mix it. In, like we'll do an episode where it's you thinking you're talking to me, but you're actually just talking right. to this dude. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I I lost my I lost my mind when I heard this, and um, she was listening to it again um, tonight. And I co- I come downstairs uh, right before we right before we got on. I came downstairs to get a bottle of water. And I'm like, Andy, Andy, <laughs> Andy, so, yeah, we're doing it live in the basement. What? Yeah, we're doing it live. live. Fuck it, we're doing it live. Ah, so, I made it. I made it 21 minutes before throwing out the uh, the first half right there. So you did pretty, great. It's pretty good. Pretty good. You did great. Yeah. So. Check it out. Um, you know, have um, have some people listen to it. And let me know what you think. All right, I will um, for sure. I, I think it'll be. I think it'll be. I think you'll agree. But you know, we're all very proud, and so maybe you won't. Maybe you'll be like, I, Nah, man, you don't sound like me at all. I, 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 there, there isn't a lot of hubris here, so it, it wouldn't be. You know what I mean, like, I think if I if I if I sound like this guy, I'll be like, Yeah, I pretty much sound like that guy. Right. Yeah. Do we uh do we do we have time do we do we do a sports segue? Do we want to segue into some sports for a hot minute? Yeah, we could definitely segue into some sports for right. a hot minute and then I think we we're going to do like a two review but maybe we'll just do a one. I think we're going to have time for one. Yeah, let's do a one. Yeah. All right, so we'll do some sports then we'll get to the mixed media and then boom boom boom. So this is a new segment called sports talk and we talk about hockey boxing all the stuff and swim and olympics weightlifting basketball and then, yeah volleyball uh. rugby cricket <laughs> uh i, I yeah, you really no. got to prepare more for this i know i know. i threw it out there right like it's like <laughs> a, you know what i mean like I, I just threw it out there um i'm going to i'm going to start with the sport thing really quick cuz i'm going to talk yeah, about it. i'm going to talk about the chicago blackhawks real quick crazy offseason bro Dude, they've been so active this offseason. Recently acquired Mark Andre Fleury in a trade for like nothing. For like nothing. We got Fleury Thin for air. we got Fleury for nothing. But Fleury wasn't aware that he was being traded, so hopefully he doesn't retire. Because that right? would, that would suck, right? So but hopefully Mark Andre Fleury, I think Patrick Kane, Jonathan Taves should get on the phone. And be like, yeah, you should Let's come have a here. run, buddy. Let's do it, bud. You know, and like he's, I think he'd be a great influence on Kevin Lankinen, uh, who's you know uh, uh, was our starting goalie last season, who was like a rookie and did fantastic, right? Uh, so yeah, I'm yeah, all. This is, 
This is one of those deals where, um, and the Flyers did one of these deals where they traded. Um, Dude, the Flyers have been making killer moves this offseason. Yeah, they've been they've been moves. in it. They've been in it. They've 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 brought in two defensemen and strong um, defensemen too, yeah, which they needed. They really yeah, did. They no, needed for to sure, address it. for sure. Yeah, but they. I think defense it was, was terrible. I think it was. It really dropped off a cliff. I think. Um, what's his name? When, when what's his name just kind of retired? I think that just threw them all off, and then they just never recovered like mentally from that. Yeah. Um, but I think it was Shane Gossespierre that they traded to Arizona for nothing, and it's basically it's a salary cap dump. I even think we traded picks because yeah. we're so cap strapped that we can't even sign draft picks to contracts without blowing over the you know going over the cap. So I think that this is a thing that I that um, Vegas is probably trying to do to shed cap, and it's like, well, we don't need to bring cap back, right? I, I mean, I would have gotten a future draft pick of some sort, yeah, but, for sure. You know, they just they went the other way. They yeah. they decided not to, and it's like, all right. So I think that's where it went. And then what about uh, what about Duncan Keith, bud? Yeah, so Duncan Keith uh, requested uh, to be traded to somewhere closer uh, to where he's from in Canada. Oh, uh, that's uh, cool. All right. Yeah, so you know he wanted to be closer to his family and yada yada yada. Uh, you know which so you know he's going to the Oilers. Uh, that's you know that's great. You know happy for him. Uh, couldn't couldn't be happier for him. Um, so that and then but this is the weird one. We just traded um who did we trade? Uh we traded Brett Seabrook's contract to Tampa for Tyler Johnson. Um I don't know. Like so Tampa will put uh Seabrook on a permanent injury reserve, not have to pay his salary, and just freed up five million for Tyler Johnson, whose best season was 2015 had eight goals this season. You know what I mean? Like not not great, right? Wow. Yikes. So I don't know what's going to happen. Like that's going to be like a line three, line four center for us, right? So especially if Taze is back. Um. So like I don't get it. And what it does is it frees up five million dollars in cap space for Tampa to continue to be a top tier team. So the entire Atlantic division has to hate the Blackhawks right now because we were like, take Seabrook. He's four point five million. And they're like, injury <laughs> reserve, but here's Tyler Johnson. Fair trade. I think we got a 2023 draft pick in a uh, second round draft pick in there as well. Um, so, I mean, it's not a horrible trade, but it's not one that really makes a lot of sense when you figure you got if Taves is coming back, you've got Jonathan Taves that can serve as an excellent second line s- center. Then you got Debrindicat and Kirby Doc. Uh both of those guys are line one, line two. You know what I mean? Uh, so then you what? So you put maybe you put DeBrindicate on line one as center, Taze is line two, maybe Kirby Doc is line three, or maybe you put Kirby Doc on line one, you put DeBrindicate on the wing on line two with um, you know, Taze. So you're talking about five million a year for a guy that's at best gonna be a line three center, but most likely probably gonna be a line four center. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, or maybe a line two or three, you know, whatever, winger. But it just doesn't make sense for $5 million a year. We picked up Seth Jones, which was nice. Um, we traded Adam Bunquist for him. I, I don't know how I feel about that. Bunquist was young. Seth Jones is still young, but Seth Jones' last two seasons haven't been all that great. But Columbus hasn't been all that great. 
So hockey, bro. It, it's, yeah. it's what's going on for the teams that are making moves. Uh, you know, whatever they're doing some interesting stuff. Yeah. Um, some of it's weird. Some of it doesn't make sense. Uh, but yeah, I mean, when you're, if you're hitting, you're hitting and you know, it looks like the Flyers and Blackhawks are making some moves, which is good. You appreciate that. They're trying to be competitive or in the Blackhawks case, God knows what they're trying to do. Yeah. Sometimes it makes sense. Sometimes it doesn't. I mean, I, Hey, I hope we get Marc-Andre Fleury. I'm in on that. If we get Fleury, even with Lincoln, you know, bolstering our defense is good, right? But bolstering our defense and adding a, a, a Vienza Trophy winner goalie and Marc-Andre Fleury, who's really always been one of my favorite goalies. He's a super athletic goalie. It's also just weird that we traded Leonard to Vegas and, and, and Marc-Andre Fleury and Leonard were like sharing starting roles at Vegas. And now we're trading for whatever. Uh, yeah. you know, like it is what it is. Um, yeah, I just hope he doesn't what? retire. Yeah, that would suck. That would suck. Cause I don't know what happens if he retires. I, I still think we have to honor that contract for a certain amount of period. It's not like yeah. we could throw him on injured, injured reserve. Well, you gotta pay, you don't gotta pay him. What do you gotta, you don't gotta pay him if he retires. I think there's some sort of like, we'd have to like, there would be like a buyout if you retire. Right. You know what I mean? He, yeah, but he does the buyout. You don't do the buyout. Oh, I don't know. I thought that they would have to do that. He's trying to. He has to buy you out to get out of his contract. You don't have to buy him. He's retiring. I hope that's. I hope that's correct. I don't know. Yeah, hopefully yeah. we'll have to let's we'll look into that. So, uh, UFC 246 came and went, and so did. Uh, I think what's it was left at 263. I think 263. All right, my numbers yeah. are off. There's so many of them. For God's sake, there it's worse than the Super Bowl. Um, and uh, it came and went, and with it, probably what's left of Conor McGregor's career. Na 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 na. Hey hey. Goodbye. <laughs> so Connor got into it with uh, who was this? Uh, was this Poirier? Dustin Poirier. Yeah. Dustin Poirier. This is the this is the return or the, the trilogy the, fight. The rubber match. This yeah. is the rubber match. Yep. Um, which lasted all of about a round. Yeah, it round lasted, and a half. Uh, no, a round. It, it was over at the end of the first. Okay. So yeah. I I saw none of this, but I have a great screenshot of. Uh, mm. His I leg. have a great screenshot of his leg. Um, so I, I guess I don't know how this happened. There'll be excuses later. We'll talk about that in a second. But I guess he was trying to throw leg kicks and he wasn't so good at that. Maybe. Well, I he said that he had some hairline fractures that he had gotten during training, which uh -huh. is all very possible, right? It's all very possible. Uh, so he threw some leg kicks Poirier checked some of them. He ate some of them. It was okay. Uh, you know, there was some good back and forth stand up. Connor jumped in on a guillotine, which was dumb. Uh, you know, like Connor not known for submissions. Then Poirier landed some massive ground and pound on him, and then he let him back up. Uh, Connor threw that leg kick, stepped, took a step back, like threw a punch, took a step back, and then that leg just broke oh it was, it was nasty yeah it was pretty gruesome yeah and uh yeah i mean you know i have never been a huge conor mcgregor fan uh you know props to him for what he's done from a fighting standpoint but and some of the trash talk is funny you know what i mean the red panty night and all that you know some of it was funny i i felt he crossed the line with jose aldo he's super crossed the line with uh khabib right Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and then he crossed the line most recently again with Dustin Poirier. 
you know, talking about his wife. And then in the yeah. then then you know, Rogan went over and interviewed him, and he's talking about you know, still talking about you know, killing. Dustin Poirier, you know, like killing his family and shit. It's fucking weird. It's yeah, weird. It's, but this is what happens with some of these people who are, it's this, it's like the internet age of showmen. Yes. Like yeah. before we had like Ali and you had people that were like, like a lot more spoken and a little more articulate and it, and, you know, was it the same? Now it's, now it's all like, it's all about memes and, uh, you know, it's all about the memes and. Yeah, so, for sure. And it, a lot of this is a lot of this is him crossing over into that professional wrestling space. Yeah. Where this these guys really shouldn't be per se. Um another funny one was um some of the um they had a they had a picture in picture of um Usman and Colby Covington before their rematch. Yeah. And Covington is just running his mouth. And he's got his stupid MAGA hat on because that's his gimmick. Yeah, right, right, right. right. That's the gimmick that he's playing to get paid. Yeah. And Usman's like, she's like, yo, I broke your, I like, I broke your face. Yeah. He just says it like three times because because Covington won't shut up, and it's just like this is where we're at now. These guys are these guys are are trash talking so hard. And, I think and, and, I think Usman's gonna sleep him again. He just I hope so. he just slept Jorge Masvidal. I think he's gonna sleep him. Uh, Usman's no joke. No nah. joke. And then, yeah, so Connor's been running his mouth like nonstop. And he just he 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 tweeted and then deleted the tweet because Khabib congratulated Dustin. He said, you know, hey, congrats, Dustin. Good always triumphs over evil. Then so Connor tweeted, so COVID's good and father is evil. Because Khabib lost his dad to COVID last year. Oh, that's that's just see. And, this then, is... and then he deleted it. And then like even Cormier was like, I had to call Khabib and be like, Yo, man, are you good? Connor's picking. If there's one person in this world I wouldn't want to pick a fight with, is probably Khabib Nurmagomedov. That yes. dude mauled the fuck out of you. I say what you want about him. You know, like yes, John Jones has faced better competition overall. George St. Pierre has faced better competition overall, right? But. Uh, but Khabib is undefeated and like never lost a round. He's a monster. He's yeah. a straight mauler. You know yeah. what I mean? Like he when 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 Khabib was in the ring, you looked like you didn't belong there with him. Yep. Yep. I mean, he, he was he's in a tier all by himself, and then everybody else in the weight class is in like tiers below him. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I'm a huge uh, I'm a huge Khabib fan. Always have been ever since he came into the UFC. I think like his first fight, he got like set a UFC record with like 21 takedowns in a three round fight or something like that. And I was like, this kid's a beast. Yeah, and those uh, those guys. What 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 is that? What is that Stan da region that he's from? Dagestan. Dagestan. Yeah, he's Dagestani. And there's a bunch of like tough yep. dudes from there. Zabit uh, Marishaponov is from there. That dude's striking is world class. And then there's a new dude uh, that Khabib coaches, Islam. I forget what his name is, but he's a monster too. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean those those people are just warriors. Yeah, I mean like that's all they do is like yep. just yeah, it's it's unbelievable. The the people from that mountainous region of. You know, the border of Russia, Russia and yeah. Asia, you know what I mean? It's like Eurasia, you know what I mean? Like, those people are just maniac yeah, they're, monsters. They're, they're tough, and that's their whole thing. Yeah, I, I think 
As far as McGregor goes, I, I think his best bet now is 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 another Nate Diaz fight. That's his that's his best bet. Is a trilogy yeah. fight with Diaz and then call it a career. It'll be a good paycheck for him. It'll sell. I would watch that fight. Yep. I'm a big Nate Diaz fan. There's a you know what I mean, and it, it's you know it, it's a it's a fight where he could still be competitive. Right. You know what I mean. He he, he did so much jumping around weight classes that he never stopped and dominated like really dominated a weight class. Yeah. And now he's all over the place. Yeah, he he's he's he not. Just, yeah, he's not in the conversation of like pound for pound or you know greatest fall time or anything like that. Oh well, not, he never he would he was never going to be. No, not to take away any of his accomplishments. You know, what I mean, champ, champ, multiple weight class, uh, simultaneous first person to do that right uh, in the UFC. Dan Henderson, first person to do it in Pride, right? Uh, but, um, yeah, but I mean, yeah, nothing, you know, nothing against his accomplishments. Right. But, you know, I, I think after a certain point he didn't take fighting. I don't think he's taken fighting seriously since the Mayweather fight, to be honest with you. I think he trained really hard for that. He put on a good couple of rounds against Floyd, but Floyd is, I mean, Floyd's Floyd. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, mean, that was actually, I looked at one, I looked at one spot in the Mayweather. Um, what was it? Logan Paul. Yeah. 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 In their in their stupid ex- their exhibition of mediocre boxing, where like it was just like this, it was like maybe a five second loop of this spot where Mayweather showed his face, and any adequate boxer would have obliterated his right. jaw. And you see, you see Logan Paul throw this really bad punch at his face, and it's like uh, either you guys talked this out to pull punches so that it's like an exhibition right or you're just really bad at this because you you just see the spot it's like he lands an incredibly weak and awful looking punch whereas a more effective boxer would have probably drilled mayweather's face right. and and god knows with if that would have you know done something good i mean mayweather's career is just basically built around being faster and dancing away from people and not having to take shots so like when you know if you leave yourself open you take a shot who knows you know who knows what happens yeah i'm not 100 percent certain right like because mayweather had to be given up 30 40 pounds as well yeah oh yeah that's yeah. the other thing right and, and so you know like you know mayweather's fought you know 143 147 uh yeah i mean maybe up into the whatever i I forget boxing boxing weight classes 150 right. something you know it's like middleweight or welter welterweight right um and i i don't i forget which is is that logan paul or jake paul i i don't know which i thought it was i, I honestly I, don't know i, I thought I, it was logan yeah it, it probably is it probably is logan paul logan paul has to be like 190 you know what right. i mean it, you know, For sure. somewhere somewhere right around easily there. Yeah, the other Paul brother, Jake Paul, right, who's fighting Tyrone Woodley, um, his boxing's actually pretty good. Like, when you see him train and stuff like that, and, like, even though Ben Askren is not a good boxer, uh, his punches are clean. They have power behind it. He knows how to throw a punch, for sure. Uh, This Tyrone Woodley fight, Woodley hasn't been a, a monster for years, you know what I mean? But he was at one time, not really known for knocking people out, even though I think he may have one or two. Um uh, but you know, it, it should be an interesting fight. I'm not going to pay for it, uh, by any means. Right. But I'll definitely, uh, look at it on the internet. Um, but yeah, I would say, you know, I, I think that's Jake Paul. He's definitely the better boxer out of the two brothers. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm, I just thought it was interesting. And, but I think it's a, it's a, 
it's kind of a stain on boxing. It's really just a cash grab. It's a naked cash grab. People see it now. And and when when McGregor started doing these kinds of cash grab activities, I think yeah. people just saw it. And then he's just got his eye on other things. And and I don't think he's committed to it fighting anymore. So it's like, and what's he going to do? Get back into a lower weight class where he might be able to, you know, like a reasonable weight class. What what was the first weight class he was in with the first belt he had? Uh, it was one forty five, which okay. he was he was really emaciated to make one forty five. Uh, but he oh. did. yeah, he he did make it on a on a on a constant. Uh, uh, basis okay. right but like you know again you know he he fought mostly at 155 fought a couple of fights at 170 against nate diaz and against uh donald cerrone i think we're both 170 uh he shouldn't be at 170 it's funny khabib was always khabib is a monster at 155 right like he was always a monster uh and like he was talking about like you know maybe he would even though he's retired now he's officially retired i don't think he's ever coming back unfortunately uh, but he, you know, there was talk about him maybe, you know, going up to 170, maybe a super fight with GSP, which would have been pretty dope. Uh, but I remember, Ty, you know, speaking of Tyrone Woodley, he was in an interview. He was like, "I will, I will pay for the nutritionist to keep his crazy ass down at 155." Like he's like, <laughs> "You, you stay at 155. I will pay for the nutritionist out of my own pocket to not have to deal with you." Don't get, yeah, <laughs> don't come on my block. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. So yeah, I I uh, I think Connor's done. Yeah, I mean, I just think he's done. Yeah, I I agree. Um I'm afraid he's going to he's going to get back. He's going to try they're going to try and get back in. They're talking like he'll fight again this year even though that doesn't make any sense to anyone. Nah. So Chris Chris Weidman who also suffered a leg break recently, he might have to uh, have surgery again on Oof. his leg. It may have not healed properly. Yeah, uh, which is yeah, it's terrible it, it, and it's it's like weird because yeah, you know, Chris Weidman won the middleweight title from Anderson Silva. Uh, had a rematch with Anderson Silva. Anderson Silva broke his leg on Chris Weidman checking a kick, and then years later, Chris Weidman fights your eye hall and breaks his leg with a. Check. That kind of stuff happens. It's a rough sport, man. It really is. It really is. Fucking props to those guys for sure. Oh yeah. Yeah, but yeah, that's. I mean, it's been a, it's been good. It's been good. White Sox are still in first place. It's been a good sports summer so far. Yeah, I gotta agree. I gotta yeah. agree. Yeah, but uh, I think I think we'll move on, right? Talk a little bit about some, little mixed media moment. Yeah, some movies, books, and Thomas, TV books shows. And Maybe some. Podcast. Who knows? Like Andy. A little bit of radio, radio, radio. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Walkmans. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, All right, disc man. So, so uh, what are we gonna do? We're, uh, we wrapped up uh, season one of Invincible. We did, yes, yes. Robert Kirkland, Kirkman, 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 Kirkman. Kirkman. Kirkland is that brand that they sell at Costco. Yes, <laughs> I don't know how I, I don't know how I got that. Um, yeah, but Robert Kirkman, creator of The Walking Dead. Yes, another yeah. another violent story mm-hmm. uh, uh, about uh, this, you know, superhero from another planet. Yes. Um, and his this his coming of his son's coming of age story. Um, you yeah. Know, and so, and all the shenanigans that come out of it. Yeah. So, uh, you know, the, uh, it's it's Earth, right? Like, so whatever the reality is, it's Earth. Uh, it, there are super powered people in this universe. It's just it is what it is. Mm-hmm. There's a uh, uh, I forget what the name of the team that protects the there's different superhero teams and like the the best one is like the 
the protectors of the globe or something. You know, I mean, whatever it is, yeah. right? Like, whatever, whatever that that name is, and it's it's the it's the highest ranked superheroes basically, and they fight some super villains and stuff like that. And yeah, the Guardians of the Globe. Those Guardians are the, of the Globe. Yes, yeah, yes. Those are the, um, you know, those are the the cool people. Yeah. And then I I can't remember who I can't remember what that little that the, the group of teenagers is. I forget what their name was, right? But they were another uh, superhero team, right? Like yeah, like the. The teen seven or so, you know, like whatever it was, right? And and uh and then there's this uh this guy Omega Man who is the most powerful hero, right? Omni Man. Omni Man, Omni Man, yes, sorry. Omega Man uh, sounds cool too though. Yeah, it does, it does, for sure. Uh Omni Man, uh, who is an alien, right? Uh and uh much like Superman, right? There is definitely a parallel there. Uh right. So he's an alien that is living on Earth and he is the world's most powerful hero and defender. Uh, and uh, his son um, becomes uh, eventually gains his power and becomes a hero called Invincible. Yeah, which is which is oxymoronic at best because this kid gets his ass kicked within an inch of death, like every, every episode. other episode. Every I other swear. episode, yeah, yeah. And it's like and... it's just an unnecessary detail of him just getting just mud holed. <laughs> yes. Like, Yes. And so what I thought was interesting, right, like is like right off the bat, like I think it was episode one, right? Like you, you meet the uh, the Guardians of the Globe, right? And Omni-Man and they're fighting these people and you think, all right, well, this is going to be like some sort of superhero thing. Like, you know, it is what it is, but the characters are kind of compelling. It, it, you know, it seems like it'll be OK. And then at the end of the very first episode, like the Guardians of the Globe get attacked. Right. That was the end of the very first episode. Pretty sure. Yeah, that, may, that, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. That sounds about right. Yeah. So, yeah, at the end of the first episode, the Guardians of the Globe get attacked, and it is Omni-Man. And Omni-Man is attacking them, and man, is that fight scene violent AF. Wow. He is just, like, ripping throats out. Yes. Like, just, like... Like karate chopping dudes' heads off and stuff, like mushing yeah. their head together, punching holes through their chests. Just insane, um, yeah. yes, insane fighting. And I was like, "Wow, this is a pretty wild uh, first episode." Yes, yeah, um, it was. It was pretty crazy. It was. It was extremely violent. And you know, we see one of the you know right off the bat, one of the heroes turns on the group. And basically kills all those, even though he wasn't a part of that group, he had worked with them a lot defending the earth, right? Right. So then the question is, who killed the guardians of the globe? And, and now they start uh, auditioning different superheroes to take on the role of guardians of the globe. Right. They're, the B team, they're, yes. their B team has to kind of step up and, um, and everybody's got their own... Um, I, uh, agenda, you yes, know? Yes, right. And then they're like, there's a, there's a demon detective that is like research, love, love that part of it, right? He's like investigating who killed the guardians of the globe. And like, he does these like good deeds to like lessen his sentence in hell, right? And there's this, uh, there's this secret government agency that like basically knows about all the heroes. Uh, like they have their own like ways of dealing with them, but also know about the demon detective dude and 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 things like that. It's 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 really well written. It's really demon well written. Dark blood. What a great name. Fantastic. 
absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. So he's investigating the murder, right? And he's on to Omni-Man, like, almost right off the the get-go. He suspects Omni-Man uh, as, you know, mainly because he's one of the only people in the universe that could do this, right? That could take out these seven heroes. Right. Right. Yeah. You know? Um. So and uh, so Damien Darkblood is looking into it. The government's also looking into it and also suspects Omni-Man. And at the same time, you know, Omni-Man has a wife and a family and his son is just coming into his powers uh, and learning about it. And Omni-Man is training him how to fly and how to do all these things. Right. Yeah. First, that first episode is so there's so much. um there's so much like background in this episode, right? So like, uh, you know, Mark's got, Mark is the kid, Mark is Omni, the son. Yeah. And so he's like, he's got a pure heart and he goes to class and he's, you know, this, he defends one of his classmates from like this bully dude. Yep. Um, you know, and he gets punt, he gets knocked down to the ground. This, you know, the, and then the girl saves him and, she they like have like a little thing because he that's why he like jumps in is because he like super digs this girl yeah uh, and then he later on either that that day or that week or what he he gets his superpowers so then they start doing the training um they get uh they get like he gets his suit like a superhero suit. Yeah, yeah. So, like, like, there's so much that goes on. And then Omni-Man wipes out the, the Guardians of the Globe, and it's like, uh, okay. Right, because, like, really at the beginning of the episode, like, you're like, okay, this is going to be, like, a, almost a coming-of-age story. It's very from wholesome. A, yeah, right, from a superhero standpoint. And I'm like, okay, I'm in on this. You know what I mean? We don't have to take a dark turn. It's cool. Like, let's just go with it. <laughs> and then Omni-Man wipes out everybody, and you're like, oh, wow, shit, I didn't know that this is what we're doing. All right, cool, let's go with that. Um. Yeah, I thought that was really good. And then as the story progresses, uh, there's the uh, the the Mr. Robot character who's actually really cool. Yeah, he's uh, the leader of Teen Team. They're called just Teen Te- Team. Teen Team, right? And they become the guardians of the well, well, they become the guardians of the globe, and he becomes the new leader of the guardians of the globe. And he's this super cool robot dude, right? Like he's a robot, and so blah blah blah, or so everybody thinks. So everybody thinks he's a robot, but he's not a robot. He's like this actual sickly guy, and he basically uses his his mind to control this robot. But then he hires like these uh, these cloning villain dudes that were also pretty cool, right? Yeah, you know I mean, yeah, they get the, captured. I think they get captured in like the first or second. In the first, episode. it's the first episode. It's who the yeah. Guardians of the Globe first fight. Like those clone dudes are attacking oh, the, the White They're House. called the Mauler twins. Yes, yes, and they're yeah. a clone of each other, and they, nobody knows who the clone is, and blah 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 blah. Oh right, they attack the White House, and then that's yeah. that's what happens. Yeah, yeah. So then they get jailed. They, you know, a couple episodes in, mysteriously get uh, released. released. Yeah, they they escape. They yeah. have a they have a benefactor. Yes, um, who later on turns out to be, um, you know, this robot. Um, they just call him robot. I love yeah, it. Yeah, He's yeah, just robot. It's just robot. Yeah, which is great. And then he wants them to do some cloning, and I forgot. Like I remember him like. He got like some sort of genetic material from someone, but I, I for for the longest time I forgot who it was. 
Yeah. And I couldn't remember. And then you find out later that it's that one. Oh, it's, um, it's Pyro. It's it's the it's that guy. It's the guy that has like the fire powers. Is that his name, Pyro? I I don't that know. Can't I can't right. I can't remember what any of their names are. Um, I love his oh Rex Rex Splode. Yeah, Rex Splode. Yes. I love it's it's um Jason uh Jason Matzukas. It's he was in um he was Rafi in yeah. the league, and so I always every time he plays a character. I just assume it's Rafi. Like I just yeah, assume it's some yeah, sort of a like yeah. a weird scumbaggy type of character. Yeah. And of course the, he was. Yeah, this baby's butt plug feels amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so like he um you know, he's with he's in a relationship with um duplicate no not duplicate. No, um, no he cheats Adam on Adam Eve. Yeah, Adam Eve. Yeah, he cheats on Adam Eve with duplicate. And um yeah, but so Robot uses his DNA uh, because uh, this girl, monster girl, who can turn into this like awesomely strong monster or whatever, uh, she yeah everybody thinks she's like thirteen years old or whatever, but she's actually like twenty seven. But every time she uses her power, she uh, she gets she, younger. She gets younger, right? So, so crazy. It, yeah, it's really weird. It's really weird. Uh, so uh, <clears throat> robot has himself uh, cloned a body of Rexplode, but has it be like 13 years old, right? So that he can like hang out with Monster Girl in whatever capacity that Right. So like at first you thought there was gonna be some like super shady reason for doing this, but you know, then ultimately it's like it's just because he like he's sickly robot guy has a crush on, you know, um monster girl and so he's like trying to find like you know a version of himself that would be cute enough i guess for her to like him yes <clears throat> which is like it's creepy but it's also like it's wholesome it's like it's yeah a wholesome yeah no for sure it's definitely creepy it's a it's a bridge too far to a certain extent but it's still <laughs> it's still pretty wholesome um, yeah, so the, all of that's going on, and then uh, we we learn more about Omni Man and what his motives truly are. Uh, we we had known he was an alien for, since the beginning, but his alien race was not wiped out, and they were not like a peaceful people. Uh, they basically were bred from war. Like, their race became so strong because only the strong of their race survived. Like, there was a big civil war, and it was just them killing each other for the longest time, right? Until they came up with a, a whatever their political system was, is based completely on strength, and they would basically go out and conquer other worlds. And that's all they did. So Omni-Man was there basically to prime the planet for being conquering. Right. Yeah. You don't you don't you don't get this until like way down the line. I mean, you know, before that, we're, we're, there's a lot of like Mark has to Mark has to try to become a superhero. Yeah, there's a whole coming of age and, and right, discovering with, his powers and things like that from Mark. And he's getting stronger and better. You know what I mean? I guess. No, he is for sure. Right. But he's still getting beat. Right. Because he's always biting off more than he can chew. Yeah. So yeah. like. He so he their fight they you know one of his first things with like Teen Team is they fight like these these flaxens they're like aliens um 
who have a little bit of technology to keep them from like rapidly aging, I guess, in our environment or atmosphere or whatever. Yeah, right, right. So, you know, they they barely fight them off the first time, then they kind of figure out how to defeat them in the in the future. Um so they do a lot they do better, I guess. Yeah. Um they have to fight them a few times basically because the Flaxons return every time with better technology to keep them alive longer and, and things right. like that and deal with Invincible and Omni-Man as well. Uh, Omni-Man, you know, basically goes through the portal and like back to their planet. And that's the first hint, right? When Omni-Man is basically destroying the Flaxon world and he's like, you have to understand one thing. The Earth is not yours to conquer. Right. Yeah, I mean. Right. You get these, you get these hints where it's like, and, you know. It seems somewhat innocuous, like of a statement, but then you're like, oh, that's what that's, he meant. That's what he meant. It's because oh. it's ours to conquer. Is basically, right. Yeah, right. Yeah. So while all this is going on, Mark is going through, and this is this is always the good stuff. This is like the Peter Parker Spider-Man type of thing where it's like, I'm trying to balance being a superhero and learning to, learning to be a superhero with also like going to school yeah. and having a social life. Yeah. So like he's... Try he finally works up the nerve to get this girl Amber's phone number and they have like a study date. Um, but like every time he tries to get with Amber, like he's got to do superhero shit. Yep. So he's got to go off in superhero. And so that like that puts a lot of strain on their relationship. And for the most part, it's like, you know, it's never going to happen. Like, right. it's, you know, every time they try something weird happens. Um while you know ultimately sometimes while this is going on um Damien Darkblood has a conversation with um Omni-Man's wife and was like yo you got to you know this doesn't make sense the only person that could have done this is him you know and then they're thinking back to like when he gets out of the hospital and he was like super desperate to get his co- his uniform back right like he was like just give it to me it's not yours you got to give it to me so um I forget what I forget what her name is but the but the the, the wife she um she, she finds goes, where he hid his uniform. Yeah, she looks around the house while he she sends him to like Rome to pick up some like gelato or some crap yeah, yeah. which you could totally do with your superhero um you know husband. And uh so she searches the house, finds the uniform and she ultimately takes, takes it to this guy that like makes superhero uniforms, right? Abe, and, Abe yeah. the guy who does, the, you know, Abe, who's uh, voiced by, um, um, oh god, um, you know, fuck it, Luke Skywalker, god damn it, Mark, Mark Hamill. Hamill, yeah, jeez, yeah. So that was cool. That was cool that you know he's in there, and, and so his voice is in there because he's a great voice actor for all this stuff. Oh yeah, 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 for sure. Um, you know, so there's. All of this going on, multiple different threads are playing out. Yeah. Um, Mark gets suckered into helping um, this guy, Titan, who is like, he basically, he, he's basically like, um, he's like a Luke Cage type of character. He, he turns into stone and becomes pretty impervious. And yeah, um, he's like, yo, I work for this mobster. I'm trying to get out. But I need help. And they so they go in, they try to like the two of them go in to try to like take on this guy machine head and stop his operation. But um he they know this is coming. 
because the dude's a machine. His head's a machine. Yeah, he's like he's, he's super smart. He's super. running calculations in his mind. Yeah, he's like he's got like a Texas Instruments calculator plugged right in there. So this guy, Thok the Battle Beast, shows up, and this guy's ruthless. He just wrecks shop. Um, the he, team. Team team gets wrecked. I think they're I think they're the guardians of the globe at this point, and they get wrecked. Yeah, they they are called the they are they are the guardians, and they get yeah. they get totally housed. Yeah. Omni Man is like nowhere to be found. Right. Um, so like they barely they barely get um they barely get by. They barely yes. win. Yeah. Um, they barely beat some of the lesser beings after this uh this thought character. He splits. He's like, yo, this battle has no honor for me. I'm out. I was like, I love that. Love yeah. that. The guy's the guy's a beast, like a literal beast and figuratively. Right. He's um, like, all these people are too weak. I'm done. Yeah. He's like, I don't fight. I don't get fight against like lesser people. <clears throat> and right. then he splits. Um, you know, Mark once again is beaten within an inch of his life. Yep. Titan takes over like machine heads operation. So now he's like, he's he's like He's a, you know, gangster's going to be gangster. I don't know, whatever. Um, <laughs> right. So, just so crazy there. And they're trying, you know, they're they're trying to, they're looking at Mark's blood, like these, the science, what is it, the um, the Global Defense Agency or whatever. Yeah, yeah, They're right, trying right. to figure, they're like, yo, we need to figure out some way to stop these guys. And, like, their bl- his blood's impervious to, like, their, everything's impervious to everything. Right, even right. though Even though it looks like Mark, even though it looks like Invincible can get beaten to a pulp. They, can't, they can't figure he, out. A, he can't like die, right? You yeah. know what I mean. Like, and so like he could take he takes a licking and keeps on ticking. So right? wild, so, so wild. So then shit really starts popping off, and you know we learn about Omni Man's past and what he's doing, right? And basically, um, uh, so Mark, Mark goes off. Mark goes off to find um, Adam Eve. Adam Eve, yeah. and she's like, she's like taken off of school to like go do humanitarian stuff. So she just sets sets up shop in like the rainforest, and you know, Amber, Amber leaves Mark after they 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 go to a campus, run into some shenanigans on campus, and find out that like, you know, he's he shows up to like help save the day, and then it's like. She's like, I know who you are. Like, she's he's like, look, I'm 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 invincible. He's like, she's like, I know. Yeah. Like, it's she, obvious. Yeah. I figured that out like day two, bud. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it's, but it's but it's also like she's kind of a dick because like she's expecting that he's gonna trust her with this. Yeah. And 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 it's know, a it's hard like, thing. She could have approached him with it with like, hey, I know what you really are. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like, just to be like, yeah. I mean, he, a it's 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 a his first time being a superhero, first time being in a relationship, right? Yeah. Like, cut him a little bit of slack. Yeah, you're not just poor, gonna tell your first girlfriend. <clears throat> right, right. Like, poor Glenn from The Walking Dead has had it rough. Because <laughs> right, that's the voice. That's the voice. It actor. is. Yeah. 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 So he's having it rough. Um, and then, <clears throat> so that goes. He goes and finds Adam Eve in the jungle. There's all sorts of stuff starts popping off. He starts uh, going in. And basically, it, it, it's it's Omni Man has decided like it's the yeah, the government has decided okay Omni Man killed the uh, the Guardians of the, of the right. Globe. Right, everybody knows it now. Yep, Omni Man knows that they know it. Yep. So he's going to so the last two he episodes took out, of, he took out an agent right like that was, right. he he made the first move 
right? Well, yeah, yeah. Well, they also had agents at his house. Yes, right. So there's that. Yeah. But like, so so the last two episodes, the last two episodes of the eight episode season are him him trying to chase down Mark to talk to him, and the and the the GDA trying to stop this. So they yeah. also they also one of the also the things that they try to do is they try to um they try to release this kaiju monster that he fought previously yeah. with a little bit more power and so that does that does work there was also that one part where um uh the whatever that guy's name his name was like um what are they the immortal the immortal yes the yes. immortal he comes back to life and yeah. he's like and he's pissed so he goes after Omni man again and loses again. Yeah, but which gives is him, like gives him a pretty good fight. It's a you pretty know? good fight. He's pissed. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Um. And then and then then the big giant monster comes right, and Mark sees his dad getting messed up by this big giant monster, so he goes in to help. You know what I mean? Right. Doesn't know the situation. Doesn't know right. what's going on. Right. And because uh, all the government's trying to do is just keep these two away from each other, basically. Yeah. Keep Mark and Omni Man away from each other. Right until they can get a hold of Mark and maybe have a conversation with him, and maybe he could do something. Maybe, 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 maybe. But <laughs> maybe then, not. but then they meet, and Omni Man tells him the truth, and he's like, "This is us. I, I'm glad that you got your powers, right? Because the time has come, right? We're gonna live for thousands of years. Right. Everyone you care about is on this planet is gonna die anyway. So we're going to bring them into the Empire." We're going to take over this world, and we're going to teach them how to live. They're going to be much better as, you know, basically our slaves, right? Right. And then Mark's like, we can't do that. We're the good guys. Yeah, you know I mean, like, what do we do? Blah, 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 blah. And he's I like, go to well, I want to go to college. Yeah. And he's like, what, you know, like, and, and also, like, what about me? What about mom? Like, what if I didn't have my powers, you know? And he's, you know, Omni-Man's like, you know, I could always have another son. Yeah, you know I mean? Pretty rough, right? Well, what about mom? Don't you love mom? Of course I love mom, but it's sort of like the way you love a pet. Yeah, you know I mean, and she's yeah. listening to this too. You know what I mean? On, oh like, yeah, right. On the comms, right? So Omni Man is just basically telling him that they really don't mean anything to him, and that Mark needs to embrace his his alien heritage because this is what they do, and they're fighting. And while Mark puts up kind of a fight at the beginning, he's nowhere near ready for the full power of Omni Man. And Omni-Man is obliterating him. Yeah. He is. It's the worst beating we have seen Invincible take up to this like, point. He's, they're wrecking city blocks just to prove a point that these people, the humans, are worthless. But yet he can, yet like Mark continues to try to save people. Yes. And, and Omni-Man is just killing entire cities full of people, right? To be like, they mean nothing. Stop it. You know what I mean? And at the same time, pummeling Mark. And so... He realizes that he's not going to be able to convince Mark, right? So that's what he tells him. Like, he can always have another son. It really doesn't matter to him. Right. Like, there's going to be another thousand years, and he'll get over it. It's not right. a big deal. So he is pummeling Mark. His Mark's face is bloodied, and Omni-Man realizes he's knocked out all but a few of his teeth. And this triggers a memory in Omni-Man of Mark as a little kid with his two front teeth missing and him being at a baseball game, not caring right about, about Mark playing baseball and all of these things. And finally his wife gets him to watch the baseball game and Mark 
hits a home run, basically. And, like, the joy on his face and that childish face with those two front teeth missing. And, like, that's what he sees there as Mark's teeth are missing, right? And, like, it brings back that memory of that. And so Omni-Man just flies off, right? He's yeah. like, I'm fucking done, right? This, this planet's done, whatever. I'm not going to be able to kill this kid. He could have killed him. I, yeah. nothing, there's nothing that suggests he could not have killed him. Let's oh, he just could, be honest. He, he, no, he could have. I'm saying emotionally, he yeah. couldn't bring himself past that level, right? Right. Like right. He, he started he started feeling the feels when he saw his son and remembered him like right. when he first really started paying attention to him, right? Yeah, it's funny because so, so Omni-Man becomes slightly, you know, he feels he has more human emotion. And that is what saves Mark. Mark, Mark won't be a, a Viltrumite. Yeah, Viltrumite. Like, yeah, that's what he called, won't yeah. lean into that. But you see that he does enough to get Omni Man to lean into his humanity. The part, not necessarily his humanity per se, but right. like Mark's humanity. Like, yes, you know, these are this is humankind. You can learn from these people a little bit. And he flies off. I was a little disappointed by this. Um, just to see it kind of end like in, at just such like, yeah, done, yeah. And so hopefully season two addresses because you know like they leave they leave it with well what do we do now? And they're like I guess we just get ready. What else can we do? You know what I mean? And, right. And um, it's I I I will say that that watching Mark get pummeled by Omni Man, his dad, right, like. It's kind of hard to watch, even in an animated form. Like it's violent AF. Yeah, like, it is full on violent. It's you know, in, in the same way you know, like watching Glenn get clubbed in the head, you know, uh, on The Walking Dead. Right, like that was hard to watch. You know what I mean? Like when ne- did you watch The Walking Dead? Not all of it. Oh, you, yeah, you need to at least get some up. That's up that season's fantastic. When when Negan comes in, is it's it's some of the best TV. Or like um in Game of Thrones, when uh Stannis has sh- his daughter Shireen burned at the stake to like gain magic power or whatever. Like that shit's hard to watch, right? Like it's uncomfortable. Right. They're doing shit that they shouldn't be doing. You know what I mean? Right. And like, and that's that's how it was. Uh and um it's funny. There's like this alien that that visits Earth every once in a while, and he's super Alan strong. the alien. Alan the alien, right? And he's basically there just to make sure that Earth has strong protectors, right? Right. And the first time Mark fights him, like yeah, like he forgets that he has to hold his breath in space and all this other stuff, and he winds up having this conversation. And then towards the end of it, uh, Alan the alien comes back to Earth, and he's like, "Oh hey, I'm glad I ran into you." They speak telepathically because they're on right. the moon, right? And he's like, I've been supposed to be going to Worth this entire time. I've been coming here to Earth. Your planet's scheduled for takeover by the Viltrumites. Like, you guys are done. And he's like, yeah, I know. My my dad was the Viltrumite. I, like, he's like, oh, you fought him, right? And he's like, wow, you guys are fucked is basically what he, you know what I mean? He's like, yeah, well, good luck with that. You should probably leave, you know what I mean? Like and Seth Rogen's best comedic alien voice yes yes yeah yeah well so, but they also they also realize that like you know mark fought him and survived so it's very possible he could help but it's also it's also weird that omni-man left because it's very un- uncharacteristic of viltrumites to like leave the yes. planet they're stationed at so they there's a lot of setup for season two right there's a bit of a reset at the end like mark and amber get back together again a little bit 
Yeah. Um, yep. You know, the 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 G the GDA like kind of gets starts to do like get reset a little bit. Like they start one... thinking about what's next, right? Because right. what season two is going to be like dealing with one Viltrumite has been tough in Omni Man, and Omni Man is not the most powerful Viltrumite, and there's going to be an entire army of Viltrumites coming. Right. So, um, they're working with like who is it the in the one episode where they go to the college and the one college kid is like creating like you know mindless pseudo cyborg yeah um, people killing that, machines that are super machines. powered yeah 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 the, yeah, the government has t- now taken this over and this is what they're using to build they used a little bit of it to stop omni man which kind of worked but not really right but this is this looks like this is what's going to be kind of some of their defending force yes um, especially since the guardians of the globe are team team which yeah. are an extremely mediocre fighting unit um so so a lot of this is getting reset. And, um, I, think, I, and I, I think we'll be able to be introduced into new heroes in season two as well. Right. right. We've seen a lot of just U.S. based heroes. There have to be other heroes in the rest of the world. Right. One would think, even though Guardians of the Globe seems very all encompassing. Right. right. Uh, you know, but whatever, you know. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm definitely uh, I'm definitely I, I thought the show was really good. It was really well done. It wasn't what I was expecting from the first part of the first episode all the way till the end. There's things that will make you laugh. There's things that will make you feel really uncomfortable. Uh, but the story is compelling. And uh, sometimes the I, I thought the voice act, if I'm being critical, I thought sometimes the voice acting was really done really well. And sometimes I thought the voice acting left a little to be desired. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, it's a fair assessment. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's a it's another one of these ultraviolet stories, but it also kind of has like a heart of gold in there yeah, somewhere. Right, right. Which yeah, is I mean, good. yeah. And, you know, to a certain extent, you know, it, it's becoming an it may be becoming an overplayed trope. I don't know. You know what I mean? Because you have the boys. Right. Uh, you know, if you were to compare it just apples to oranges to the boys, the boys is probably better. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I think it has the more compelling story. Right. But there and then there's also I don't I don't think you've watched it yet, but we can talk about it at another point. Jupiter's legacy uh, is also kind of a similar story. Yeah, I'm two episodes in. Yeah. Pretty good. So pretty. Yeah. Good. Yeah, yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. I'm all right with it. Yeah. Yeah. But also kind of a similar story. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 like coming. It's a coming of age tale. Yep. yep. You know, it's a superhero coming of age tale. People have to grow up and, and actually you have to you have to become a hero. Yes. Yeah. And so, so, yeah. And that's, we could talk about that one too on a, on a future episode, but that that's worth a watch. But I, yeah, I give, I give invincible, you know, thumbs up. It's definitely worth watching. I'd put it, you know, seven, four, seven, five, somewhere yeah, around give there. It a seven. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, you know, it's I good. liked it. Yeah. Eight episodes. It was pretty concise. It, e- easy um, to watch. Easy to easy watch. watch. It kept, it, it had a lot of stuff. It had a lot of stuff going on. It wasn't like, it wasn't base like it was there was a lot of there were a lot of different threads to be pulled right yeah yep for sure for sure so yeah yeah it was pretty good yeah so we'll, we'll look forward to season two i don't know when that's going to be nope um, nobody knows but uh oh nobody knows i love it yeah i don't um, think so i i think it's it's up in the air but uh excited for it uh hopefully we get a season two of the nevers sometime before that oh yeah yeah and we'll get to that too yeah fire we got a lot of shows to get to. We've gotten through a lot. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you you know you go you go home to see the family. I'm doing some other things. I'm yeah, golfing. Yeah, it's we the got summer. Really, it's the summer. Yeah, we got we got to have the summer of the show where the we summer like, of the show where we talk about 
TV. All the so- all the all, shows. All the all the shows and all the sodes, if you will. The summer of the show where we talk about all the shows. The summer of the show right here on this show. Stay yes. tuned for more show. Exactly. <laughs> Brought to you by this other show. Yeah. But all right, I think that is all the time we have for tonight. As always, thanks for stopping by. Thanks for showing up. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for listening to us rant. Uh, hockey, who knows what's going to happen? Conor McGregor, probably done. But let's see him fight Nate Diaz one more time. Invincible, go check it out. It is worth it. Again, I am Andy Liaskas. With me as always, Mr. Still Patrick Banis. That is it. All day, every day. For check, back check, paycheck. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> Deuces. Peace.